Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. James, you're on with Dr. Lee Schwamm. Good morning, doctor. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you today? Pretty good, actually. First of all, let's start at the top here. Give us a little bit of a brief introduction on yourself. Uh, my name is Dr. Schwamm, and I'm the vice chairman of neurology at Massachusetts General Hospital, where I run the stroke services, and I'm also a professor of neurology at Harvard Medical School. Well, tell us about the topic today. So we're talking about stroke today is stroke awareness. Uh, we're talking about stroke awareness and stroke awareness month. And I want to talk to you about why it's so important to get rapid treatment for stroke. What are the new techniques we have for getting doctors and patients uh, together to make those treatments possible? And what your community can do to make sure this type of life-saving treatment is available in their community. Well, first of all, what, what is a stroke and what causes it? So a stroke is what happens when a blood vessel that supplies blood to the brain gets blocked by a blood clot. And your brain is an amazing organ, but it requires a continuous supply of energy in order for it to do its job. And that energy comes from the bloodstream. So when blood stops flowing to the brain, brain cells start to die. It's like if you have a sprinkler in your lawn that gets blocked or disconnected, after a few minutes, Without water flowing to the grass, the grass begins to get a little sensitive, and if you don't fix that in a day or two, the grass around that sprinkler is going to die. Well, in your brain, it's the same thing, but it happens in minutes, not in hours or days. So if you don't start treating a stroke right away, every minute, 2 million brain cells are dying, along with 14 billion connections and 7.5 miles of the fibers that connect brain cells to one another. So now that we have treatments available for stroke that can reverse the disability associated with a stroke, the key is to get help in time and get people delivered to the right hospital as quickly as possible. So tell us about some of these medications and some of the different things that people are doing to prevent stroke and plus people have had strokes. Yeah, so... I guess let's sort of start at the beginning. So the way to prevent a stroke, and up to 80% of strokes are preventable, a quarter of the 800,000 strokes a year that happen in the United States are actually repeat strokes. A person's had a stroke before. And what are the things that you can do to prevent a stroke? There are really seven of them, and they're quite simple. The first three you do with your doctor. You control your blood pressure, your blood sugar, and your blood cholesterol. And the other four things you really have to do uh, in your own life, and that's Improve your diet, make it a healthier diet, exercise daily, lose weight if you're overweight, and quit smoking if you're a smoker. If you do those seven things, you can reduce your risk of stroke dramatically, but it's not perfect. In spite of all of our best efforts at prevention, 
people are still going to have strokes. So the next thing you need to do is be able to recognize one when it's happening. And let me just ask you, James, do you, do you think that you would recognize a stroke if you saw one in front of you? Yes, yes, I would. Well, then you are more knowledgeable than many. So let me remind folks on the, who are listening that there's a simple acronym called FAST that people can use to recognize a major stroke when it's happening. The F stands for face. If the face is crooked or droopy or the smile looks funny, A is for arm. If the arm is weak or numb, it won't work properly. And the S is for speech, if they're having trouble speaking or understanding what's being said to them. If any one of those is present, the T is for time. You have to act immediately and call 911 to get that patient the help they need. Okay, it'll give us some more information here. So um, the most important thing that you can do if you're having a stroke then is be taken by ambulance to a hospital that can treat you for stroke. And one of the challenges is that even though the medicines that we have available to treat stroke are, are widely available, the doctors with stroke expertise are not. And so what do we do for the one-third of Americans who live more than an hour away from a stroke center? Well, we figured out that we could use a video conferencing like Skype to connect doctors directly in, beam them into the emergency room where the patient is located, look at the CAT scan, look at the patient, do an examination and make a recommendation about starting one of these treatments or about whether that person should be transferred to a much bigger hospital in the region where they could have a catheter threaded up through the arteries into the brain to remove the blood clot directly. So what do you do if, if you know, you live in a community and you don't know? Well, you need to find out if the hospital that's in your town can treat stroke. Are they a stroke center? And if they're not, do they have telemedicine to make them able to start these life-saving treatments that increase your chances of a good recovery? So what can you do? Well, one thing you can do is talk to your congressman, uh, your senator or your representative, about legislation that's actually in Congress right now. One of them is called the FAST Act, Furthering Access to Stroke Telemedicine. The other one is called the Chronic Care Act. Both of these provide funding for Medicare to pay for these consultations like they would if they were done in person. And that can help make this technology more available so that all hospitals in the country that need it can have access to a stroke expert. Well, uh, what, what, what strokes, once you've had a stroke, how do you, how do you uh, I guess, make sure it doesn't happen again? So uh, there's a couple of things you can do. The first one, of course, is to work with your doctor to make sure that you take the medicines that are prescribed and that you stay with the treatment plan. The next thing you can do is to participate in rehabilitation to make sure that you're, you get the best recovery that you can. But probably the most important thing is that you start to change your lifestyle and follow those simple seven uh, instructions that I mentioned before to make sure you're exercising daily, that you've got a healthy weight and a healthy diet, and that your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugar is under control. You know, it can be hard to exercise every day. I don't know, um, James, do you exercise every day? Yes, indeed. Well, again, my, my hat off to you. Uh, you're, you're, you're better at it then than most Americans. You know, less than half of Americans get uh, the recommended amount of exercise every week. And so we have a special challenge that we've put out there to help people get started. It's called the 30 for 30 
Stop Stroke Challenge, so hashtag 30x30StopStroke. And that is designed to get everybody to exercise 30 minutes a day for 30 days in a row. See what it's like when you build this into your, into your daily routine. Find out how easy it is when you set your mind to it, really to incorporate exercise into your life. And 30 days in a row, I think most of your listeners will find that they have a new appreciation for how good it makes them feel and a recognition that it's actually not that hard to do if you set your mind to it. Well, fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us. Thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. If your listeners want to know more, they can look at strokeassociation.org. That's where the American Stroke Association has a lot more information. Good stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you, Doctor. Nice to talk with you. That, of course, is uh, the good doctor, Dr. Lee Schwamm. We are going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we have got more coming up here on our iHeartRadio AMFM 247 presentation. Check out JiggyJaguar.com for more information. And we've got more coming up here on the other side, including we will be chatting with another great guest. Stay tuned. It is our Heart Radio presentation. Lady Elizabeth Townsend, taking the social media by storm. Two-time author on Amazon.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.